For the last four years, you came to this podcast to get your needs met, to be fulfilled, to get a pro wrestling, pop culture, and that oh-so-naughty feeling tingled inside with a little bit of grass sprinkled on top. Now it's time for your hosts, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn. You are tuned in to the IndyCast. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndyCast. Chad Allen here with a Barbara Walters special style episode. Yep, it's just me. Uh, but I do have guests with me, so it's not just me randomly randomly rambling. Uh, we have with us uh, probably one of the biggest uh, supergroups in the state of Florida right now. Uh, well, we've got two of them at least, and we'll definitely talk about their other members uh, momentarily. Uh, we have uh, Coach Kid and Catalina Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the Dynasty with us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the IndyCast. How is it going? What's up? Oh, it man. Is- we're here. Welcome. That's okay. Mostly everybody is. It takes a lot to be invited to the super secret lair that is uh, IndyCast HQ. So, uh, all right. Well, we're going to start every episode like uh, like we do normally, handled by my lovely wife Shelly. But today it's all me. We're going to start with what we like to call the lightning round. Uh, five quick questions that we tend to ask everybody just to get those dumb podcast questions out of the way. Uh, because we have, uh, Catalina, we have you on here. It is always a ladies first policy. So you get to answer all these questions first. Uh, who trained you and when, who trained you and when did you debut? Uh, I was trained by Jane Lethal and I debuted July 2018. Well, no, what year is this? 2017, sorry. <laughs> 2017. I was about to say, I, I knew it wasn't that long, but I didn't think it was that short either, though. So. No, no, no. Yeah, July 2017. What is your uh, first wrestling memory? Uh, um, I feel like I'm going to go with a six-man tag that I had down in Tampa Bay Pro. I think that was like one of the most fun times I had during my matches. Don't give me that one. <laughs> it was a fun match. It was Tampa Bay Pro, six-man tag. It was like um, I had just debuted my my match um, a month prior, so that was my second match, and everybody else kind of was debuting with me except for Brandon Law. So it was just like a first match for everybody all together. It was very fun. nice. Now, what about just like is it were you were you a wrestling fan as a kid? What type of what type of memories did you have as a kid? Oh, that's what you were trying to yes. say. Okay. Ah, okay. um, oh, there's a lot. Um, in general, as a person, I don't remember anything past, like, like from, like, when I was born until about 2006. I don't remember any of that. So I think, like, one of my first memories of wrestling was, like, DX and, like, the traditional lead feud right before Trish um, retired. So I think that's one of my favorite memories is when Trish retired that match. I, like, replayed it constantly over and over and over again. Okay. And, by the way, I've had people answer the question both ways, so that's why I always figure I get both answers. So, uh, Coach Kid, you can, you can also answer both ways. So I guess wrestling-wise... My, one of my one of my more like favorite wrestling moments was actually one of the few times I got to manage Troy Hollywood. Oh. Uh, ironically, um, in in Real Pro, I, I managed him and Stephen Frick, and that was a a great time. That was that was that was a tag match where four people, including myself, 
we're just there to have fun. Um, as a fan, though, my like first wrestling memory was probably, as a whole, uh, Royal Rumble in 2004, because that was the first time I saw Rey Mysterio, and Very nice. I also watched Chris Benoit win the Royal Rumble. Very nice. Uh, other than the Dynasty, obviously, who is your favorite baseball team? Mine's the Yankees. Okay, was well, latest first. Well, I, listen, I get passionate about baseball. <laughs> okay. I don't you watch baseball. I'm going to go with the Yankees as well. I'm from New York. By the, way, the, by the way, Yankees is the correct answer because I'm from New York too. So, okay, let's go. Now, now, you're from – okay, so Catalina, you're from – what part of New York are you from? Long Island. Long Island, Okay. And Kyle, why did, and kid? Why did you? Why have you picked the the Yankees? Are you from this area? Are you from New York originally? What's the, how did my, my, my parents are, are from New York? Okay, so I, I grew up I grew up watching Yankees games. Okay, yeah, so you're a lot like me in that instance. So, uh, probably my uh, my lovely wife's favorite question: Marvel or DC, and why? Marvel. <laughs> my God, you just brought up the best question. I answered first. I'm sorry. So you can you can you can. I don't. part is I forget uh, which Florida wrestler it was who, who definitely said Marvel and then decided to pick out the Flash as their favorite. I believe that was poor Snoop Strikes who said that. Uh, but if I'm wrong, I apologize. But it was the sad part is it was either the sad part. I'll double check. Well, here's the funny part. It's either Snoop or Troy. I don't remember which one it was because I know somebody came out and made fun of him the next week. So I so I can't wait to roast him. I will. I will. I will go back to the. I will go back to the archives and try to remember who it was, so you can roast appropriately. Um, or for those of you that are listening to us on Twitter, you're probably already setting up a PowerPoint presentation. Let me know. Uh, last last question of which I, I just added. Normally, Marvel DC is what ends it, uh, but uh, because obviously we did lose Stan Lee this week, uh, I definitely want to ask you what is your favorite Stan Lee cameo. part is I did read today that he, he had already recorded his uh, Avengers yes. cameo, so he yeah. will still be in Avengers, which makes me happy. And, and Captain Marvel. And Spider-Man. It's great. Nice. But sooner or later, that last... Oh. It's going to be sad when that last one hits, though. Uh, I'm going to cry yeah, like, a, like a small child. Uh, so, kid, we're going to change it up a little bit here. I'm going to ask you the next question here, now that we've gotten out of the lightning round. Um, you started out 
very young. Uh, how old are you right now, by the way? That was I was trying to figure that out earlier today. Uh, I turned twenty in September. So Jesus, you can't even drink yet. Good God, man. Um, Child. <laughs> uh, but you started out as as a ring announcer. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what it was like starting out, especially at the young age you did uh, ring announcing, and then the kind of the changeover to becoming a manager. Well, I uh, I started I started out. When I was 15, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Ralph Mosca was was the man who gave me the opportunity because we needed a ring announcer for a show, and I volunteered to do it. And so I was sticking with that, and I was enjoying it. Um, but then around 2016, I, I kind of figured that that for me, I I wanted to to pursue something else, and that's how managing came about. And I I enjoy it. I enjoy what I'm doing now, and I enjoy managing the dynasty. Now, and who um, kind of how did the, the the idea of the dynasty come about? Obviously, you you'd kind of mentioned that you're pretty serious about your baseball. Is that kind of what it was? It was just taking like uh, it's it's, it's it the a, it was a collaboration between me and our other member Richie Pepperfield because he uh, I so I so I was booking shows at the time um, and he was there um, and he had a baseball gimmick, but he, he wasn't the dynasty. He was just Richie Pepperfield, and he was a baseball player. Um, so I teamed him up with somebody, and I came up with the name of the Dynasty, and basically it was very short for them. The other guy didn't really necessarily want to team with him, and then I was trying to get some more bookings outside of the company I was booking for, so I decided I would manage Pepperfield, and that's where the Dynasty players came about. Now, um, the Dynasty's had, had a few players in its time, obviously, like you mentioned, obviously, you've got... Catalina, you've got Pepperfield. You've, um, uh, you've had some people kind of rotate in and out as as time has gone on here. Is this kind of the the one that you've got now with the three of you kind of its final form, or do you, do you suspect there'll be other like other people coming through? And if yes, what who are some of your dream members that you'd like to see suit up for the for the dynasty? So uh, I, I guess I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say that I'm content with where the dynasty is right now because I, I'm never really content. I want to keep growing, so I can't necessarily say this is the, the final, you know, the final group, the final, you know, members of the group because everything changes and, and you never know. Um, what was the second part of your question? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Is it, that's okay. Is there any, uh, like, if you had, like, a dream member oh, that you could, you could add, who would it be? Yeah. She's giving me this look right now, so I'm going to say it. Uh, Troy Hollywood is, is definitely a dream member. Snoop Strikes because yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's giving me this like evil look. So, so and now, uh, Catalina. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, training with Jay Lethal because again, you're you're like you said, you started July of last year, so you're not even two years into the industry yet. So tell us a little bit about like what was training like, what got you into deciding to, to pick Jay Lethal School. And then uh, tell us a little bit about uh, joining up with the Dynasty. Okay, let's see. Training was great with Jay. He was so he was so patient with everybody. Um, and my class was pretty small. I think there was just five of us. So, like, he literally took his time. He would be there all night to just help us get everything that we needed to get down done. Um, I remember one time I was trying to run the ropes and... I was there for like 20 minutes and he was like, no, do it this way. No, try it this way. He was like trying to figure out how it worked best for that certain person. Cause not everything works 
the same for everybody. So he was just really good with that, and he was really patient. Um, but I decided to train with him. Um, I found it through Twitter because I watched wrestling all my life, basically. And when I was, like, about 15, I was like, oh, I want to be a wrestler. And then I um, was looking up schools, and I know there was a uproar school going on in Clearwater. And then when I turned 18, I think I got shut down or something. And I messaged Jay, like, through Twitter. I said, hey, we're having an uproar. He was like, oh, got shut down. I was like, oh, okay. And then um, a couple months, no, I think it was, like, a year or two later, I was getting my life situated. I got my car. I got a job. He said, if anybody's interested in being a pro wrestler, you know, contact me. So I emailed him. He said, um, figure out this is what you want to do exactly, and then come back to me. So I waited a couple months, and I was like, hey, I wonder if he's still running the school. I emailed him, and then he said, hey, we're actually doing orientation this week. You should come on by. So I went in January of last year to go on by, and then after that, I set up um, – the date to start training so i started training march 7th of 2017 and i've been wrestling ever since very nice and how many people ended up coming out of your coming out of your class because i mean obviously wrestling schools are famous for obviously a pretty high dropout rate because of how tough it it, it can be obviously so um yeah um well our class wasn't that bad so there was five of us um it was just me and another girl, Julie. So she's actually went in to become a referee. So she's refereeing around Florida right now. Um, Rod Grimes is actually wrestling around Florida as well. Yeah. And he will be at the show with me on Saturday at Pavo, uh, Georgia. SWF anyone wants to go. He still wrestles around. Um, Josh Grady, a former member of the Dynasty, he also wrestles around Florida. And uh, Tony Lewis, he lives in Orlando. He's the only one out of our class that is not currently wrestling on, like, an every week, every day basis type of thing. Um, he's a nice dude. He still loves us, but um, life got in his way, basically. He's still trying to – he works at his yeah. He's trying to get back to uh, us in Tampa somehow, um, but his life got in the way and whatnot. But he will be, I think, at a show coming up soon. Sure, Cyber 7, Fight 3. Yeah. Yes, so he's coming back hopefully soon. So if he comes back, then it'll be all five of us still pursuing what we initially came in to do. Very nice. And uh, Coach Kidd, I, I heard you mention uh, Cripple Fight 3. I, I don't want that to go by the wayside. Please please take a moment. I know normally we do get your shit in at the end, but this is a, a, a pretty darn important show, and I want to highlight it. So tell everybody a little bit about, about Cripple Fight 3. Cripple Fight 3 is a benefit show to help uh, Mr. Rex Bacchus, hopefully everybody that's listening to this knows who that is. They they should. He's a great man, great wrestler. Uh, basically, he, he you know is fighting cancer for, for the second time, unfortunately. Um, so I decided that I was going to help him out for the second time because we did a curve fight last year. And we're going to do another one December 7th at the Goldfield Event Center, Newport Ritchie. We got matches. There's, a, there's literally going to be a fans bring the weapon death match. Where Rex is going to face the the physical embodiment of cancer. Uh, we have triple threat match: Troy Hollywood versus Hunter Law versus Snoop Strikes. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be something right there. I'll tell you. Great. The Brawl USA Tag Team Champions, the Dynasty, will defend the titles against the winners of a huge tag team battle royal. And then you got people like Brutal Bob Evans, Chris Silvio, Aaron Epic, the Bomb Shelter. You got Miss Catalina Perez on it. Eddie Torres. 
uh, Jay Rios. You got, you got, you got a huge card. This, this may actually be the most overbooked show in Florida history, right here. <laughs> there are a lot of people. There's a lot of people. And, but, but don't get me wrong. Eh? There, there's nothing wrong with that. First off, because there is a lot of amazing talent on there. Um, and, and this is one of those shows that, at least for me personally, I, I was gonna do my damnedest to try to make it out there as best I could, you know, because I have to leave work and get out there, but I'm heading directly from work to this show. Um, but, yeah, like I said, one, once you started announcing talent like the Bomb Shelter, you know, Brutal Bob Evans is is a huge name in the industry right now, and to get him to come out and do this is is obviously amazing, and it's, it's definitely worth the cause because you're right, Rex Bacchus is, is an amazing talent and a great guy from the, the few times that I've gotten to actually meet and talk with him. So um, definitely a good event to, to put over here. Tickets, tickets are available now. If you go on Eventbrite and type in Cripple Fight 3, you can find it. Uh, I think general admission is $10. And VIP is 20. VIP literally gets you ringside seating and it gets you access to three exclusive matches, one of which is that tag team battle run. So, pay, don't be a cheap ass. Pay for the $20 seats. Sit, you, pay, you pay an extra $10 and you get three exclusive matches down sit, in the front row seat. Sit up, at the, sit up in the front row with me and uh, you'll, you're, you'll, you'll find me. I'm hard to miss. I'm big, I'm bald, and I have a huge beard. And uh, I'm the one that'll be yelling a lot, and and they can probably tell you. And if I get to bring my daughter, uh, you know, the princess likes to yell too. So, um, uh, kid, let me go back to you real quick here, um, because there is something off subject, but because on subject of the dynasty here, where's Mister Baseball? Oh man, we we do not know. It's, it's been. I'm pretty sure. This is just my theory. I'm pretty sure he. Disappeared when Thanos snapped his finger. Only when you get that reference. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get that. I'm pretty sure he's in like the Soul World right now. But so but I did. After Avengers Four, he may he may be back. I don't know. But I I did get that reference, and that definitely makes me happy. Um, I mean, I, I like when I went to Infinity War. I came home. I found the mask on the floor, and no Mister Baseball was found. So I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Catalina, let's go back to you here real quick. Uh, you just recently started uh, an online an online vlog, which is uh, something I'm amazed that we here at the IndieCast haven't done yet. Tell us a little bit about uh, your vlog and, and what made you decide you wanted to, to start that. Uh, the vlog? Okay, so I used to actually do YouTube videos, um, so I kind of knew how to edit and whatnot, and me and my, uh, my boyfriend... Um, Mr. Terhawood <laughs> decided to do these videos. Actually, it was more of his idea. Sorry. <laughs> it was more of his idea. So we've been doing these vlogs and just random videos um, focusing on the YouTube about our life because not everybody, well, not every day we meet a wrestler and see what they do to their, like, on their day-to-day lives. So we are showing people what we do. Very cool. I just want to say there's a petition that I'm starting to make me an official cast member because she said no. But I know she's just joking with me, kind of. No. So, so there's a petition that's going to be on, on the internet soon to make me an official cast member of It's Showtime. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's called It's Showtime, by the way. Very nice. And like, so, like and subscribe, please. And what, uh, what's the, uh, what's the, what YouTube channel should they be looking up to, uh, to find that for those, that, for those people that want to watch, that uh, want to watch along? We don't have a, like, uh, URL type of thing, because you can't put www.youtube.com slash... It's Showtime. We don't have that yet. But you can look up It's Showtime, or you can find it on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook if you have us. Okay. The link. 
and you can just go subscribe. But it's called It's Showtime. The channel, the channel photo literally has them in Where well, wearing each other's t-shirts. It's horrible. So. <laughs> By the way, Troy Hollywood T. And here, thank you for thank you for helping me with with the uh, the uh, one that I'm I'm I believe I'm contractually obligated. If you'd like to buy Troy Hollywood shirt, please go to fullygimmick.com where you can pick up that shirt. Um, uh, what now? Uh, obviously, you you had mentioned that, that you and Troy are dating. So, what's it like, kind of dating in the in the industry? Is it any different than just normal dating, or is it the, is it something that only like somebody else who's in the industry can really totally understand? you know, understand the life? Um, it's, it's different dating in the industry than regular dating. Um, mainly because you're, well, I don't know, like you're both focusing on your careers and your dreams and you're trying to make those come true. Um, but you are also both helping each other every step of the way. Um, like if you're a wrestler and you're dating kind of outside the wrestling business, it's kind of hard for them to understand what your body goes through and what you go through mentally, uh, be your wrestler, but dating another wrestler, you understand what you guys are both going through. You guys are always there for each other and whatnot. So I think it's, it's nice to be dating another wrestler. Um, honestly, it wasn't supposed to happen, but <laughs> it happened and, uh, I'm happy with him, but yeah, dating inside of the wrestling business is different than regular dating okay. by a long shot. So, uh, now let me. Uh, I'm going to <laughs> completely. <laughs> I'm going to completely 180 here, just uh, because I can. But I, I do like, definitely like that answer there for you. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Catalina, especially for you. The the uh, for in, in Punk Pro, uh, which you uh, guys are very big on, uh, the Dynasty Open Challenge. Um, and uh, you have, uh, Catalina, have definitely had a couple pretty uh, memorable matches in the last couple Dynasty Open Challenges. Tell us a little bit about what the Open Challenge is and uh, kind of how it how it's been going for you guys so far. Take away, Pliskin. No, it's all you. It's all you, Well, we've been doing Open Challenges since when? Like, earlier this year? Since the beginning of this year, pretty much. And uh, people have been answering it. And, uh, You're horrible. Hurting words you've ever feel. Um, so... One time, <laughs> it was me versus Richie Pepperfield. Um, which he, beat him. Which he wasn't fully, which he wasn't fully aware of at the at that time. So. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna actually confirm it or deny. I was aware of that, <laughs> but I know Pepperfield was not aware of that. Yeah, I apologize, Richie. Um, but we got a spot on the show, so that's all that mattered. Um, and then the other one after that, I uh, faced two men. I beat them up. It was great. <laughs> so we'll see what the next open challenge will be like. Maybe I'll take on the whole the roster. Next, you gotta be in the next punk pro to see it. Yeah, maybe I'll take on the whole roster. Who knows? Like that one thing overall with John Cena, like face everybody. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'll face everybody on the roster. Uh, well, I believe that's usually, that's usually called the that's usually called the get your shit in match. So you, you'll probably we can definitely make that happen at the point. <laughs> Uh, Kyle, let's move back over to you uh, real quickly here. Uh, Coach Kidd, what, what's your uh, biggest inspiration as a manager? Oh, man. Uh, honestly, uh, she's going to start crying when I say this. Oh, I know she's, what? When, when, when I see that, like, Catalina or Pepperfield or Kendrick have have a, a good match, when they're having a good match, they're having a good time, that, that inspires me. And the fact that we're a strong I'm crying. unit. She's crying. When we're a strong unit, and the fact that we're we're all like really close to friends also inspires me to want to be better and also help them get better as well. Is there anybody like uh, that you look 
that you look back from the past, any uh, like Bobby Heenan or Paul Heyman or something like that, that you that you kind of look for inspiration that way. Of course, I, I try and try and watch as much as I can. I try and watch as much older stuff and even newer stuff. I'm actually a really big fan of Selena Vega right now. I mean, obviously, I'm a male, she's a female, but what what her and Andrade are doing, I find very entertaining, and I try and take stuff from from them and try and learn from them. Not to right. stuff from them, but And uh, let me kind of turn that. Obviously, you're not a manager, but kind of wrestling wise, who do you look back? Who's the inspiration that you use for uh, for your in ring work? See, I was asked this before, and I don't really have somebody like I follow move sets wise, but like inspiration, like in general, watching them when I was growing up. I loved Shawn Michaels, and I loved Joe Stratus, so. I don't really emulate them when I'm wrestling, but just growing up, Shawn Michaels definitely okay. a huge inspiration to me. And there's not necessarily that you have to take like take a move for move, but definitely you know something that you can look at and, and kind of base even just a style after is is not a bad thing. In the yeah. Least, also, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in Dolph Ziggler in there because Dolph Ziggler was just great. He still is great, so he definitely inspired me. Uh, speaking of inspiration, uh, you guys were rough, uh, recently inspired uh, to dress as the Rowdy Rough Boys, uh, aka the Powerpuff Girls, with the with with the two of you in Aspen Rose. Well, sorry, you gave me the opportunity too late now. Uh, so who, whose idea? Whose idea was that? Uh, was that costume for Halloween? It was Aspen's. It was actually Aspen. Yeah, Aspen was the idea. Um, well, I believe Coach said we should dress up, okay. and I initially listen, gave the I idea. I wanted to be Star Lord. I initially gave the idea of Aspen being the Little Mermaid, uh, me being Ursula, and Coach being Flounder or Sebastian. No. He did not want to do that, so she picked the Rider of Boys or the Top of Girls, basically, and he was. Dress up as Blossom or the boy version of Blossom. My, my idea was to dress up as Drake, Josh, and Mindy from Drake and Josh, but they were like, oh, no one will get that. But the Powerpuff Girls, they understood yeah, 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 no, they didn't. <laughs> it, it was an excellent costume, though. He, he still has the wig. He uses it every night. He's, he's probably still wearing it now. Um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, did, what, what would, so you, what would you say you wanted to be Star-Lord? That was what your preference was? What was your... That's all I, that's all I ever wanted. Yeah, she, she crushed my dreams. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, kind of speaking of stars, this question actually comes from one Mr. Zach Romero. He sent it to me. Kyle, uh, why do you defend the Star Wars prequel so hard? Because <laughs> I, I grew up with them, man. And, and uh, episode three, or, yeah, Revenge of the Sith is so... So uh, for for anyone who cares about Star Wars, it, Episode Three is so emotionally draining, and and so invest like you get so invested every time you watch it because of how great the story is. I know, I, a lot of people like to say that you know they were bad because of CGI or the you know the acting, but the, the they can't they can't they can't down the story. Oh, I I can for the first movie especially. I mean, uh, all right, episode one, we, we don't really talk about episode one, but, I mean, episode three, episode, I don't really defend episode three, to be honest, that, that's my favorite Star Wars. Now, now what's, your, what's your thought on the, the, the current trilogy that they're in? Obviously, we're only two movies in right now, but. Oh, man. Uh, well, 
I, I, I don't, I, and there's, that's another thing is, is a lot of people now, she's so bored, she's so bored right now, she's never watched a Star Wars movie in her life. <laughs> never. Um, a lot of people are, are, are like putting, putting the current trilogy down. Uh, and I, I find the Star Wars fan community is very toxic at the moment. It's very bad. Um, but I don't have a problem with the, the new movies. I'm a huge fan of Kylo Ren. Him, him and Anakin are my two favorite Star Wars characters of all time. So I, I don't necessarily have a problem with them. I'm excited, though, to see how Episode Nine wraps everything together. And actually, there are nine movies, yep. There's Rogue One and, and Solo. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, actually, and you, Kyle, you said something very interesting here that I'm, I'm interested to get a reaction for. You know, you noted that the Star Wars community is very toxic right now. Um, I sometimes question if the, if the wrestling fandom lately isn't almost similarly toxic lately. I mean, especially towards WWE, but sometimes even towards the independent scene. Uh, do, do you get a similar vibe on that some days, or do you, do you think that, uh, that it's a different setup when it comes to wrestling? I, I I fully fully I mean I don't want to put anyone down but I fully I fully agree with you, Chad. That's wrestling fans are crazy. Wrestling fans are are they definitely love, something. Yeah, they love their wrestling. Just like Star Wars fans love their Star Wars. But just sometimes I'm I'm always worried about how invested they get or you know it, it anyway. That's. I think I did a. I think I did a, a Golden Guys episode where I ranted about this already, so I won't bring this back up again. So, uh, Catalina. So, 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 uh, what, what's your what's your normal type of go to movie then? Since you haven't seen Marvel, you haven't seen Star Wars, so you're obviously not a geek like Kyle and I are. So, what what's uh, what's your go to movie? My <laughs> my go to movie. Well, like I like. My genre, no, I don't. My genre of movies is comedy. Yes, comedy and like animated. So if you give me an animated movie, oh, I'll watch it. Like no, yeah, Coco's a good movie. But like (laughs) princess movies, um, a Disney movie is great. Uh, I like comedies. Um, My favorite movie is Pineapple Express. Shrahawood thinks that movie sucks, but my favorite movie. So, any oh, so, comedy or Disney, basically animated, is great. So hold on, say which which movie is your favorite? Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. Okay. So so, so stoner. So stoner comedies. Okay, good to know. Uh, so. Well, no, not not stoner comedies <laughs> in general. Just that one. I don't know why. I I shut up. I watched that movie a whole bunch of times when it came out. Um, I feel like. I don't know how old I was, but I was just growing up watching it. Like, I constantly watched it, and it just stuck with me. Kind of like how Liar Liar stuck with me when I was growing up as well. Liar Liar is a great movie. <laughs> so, so, um, but yeah, it's just like, I attach myself to certain movies, and I constantly watch them when I was growing up. So they are still my favorite. So what you... So what you... So okay, as a, as a, fellow, as a fellow Disney geek, obviously I have... I have kids, so I mean that's my excuse that I use, even though I'd watch them without them. Um, what's what's your favorite Disney movie then? Uh, there's so many. Oh no, mine. What? Mine. I was having this conversation with my good friend Eric actually earlier. My, mine is Lion King and Mulan. Those are my two favorites. Like I have a favorite princess movie. That's, that's fine. The Beast. But like, there's just so many Disney movies that are really good. Like, okay, Beauty and the Beast. Pocahontas is good. Mulan is good. Um, Toy Story is good. Toy Story is Pixar. Toy Story 2 is a great Toy Story. That's, that's art. Yeah, Toy Story 2 is 
Pittsburgh Force coming out. Oops. I don't know if you guys saw that trailer, but it's I did. Oh, there is? Yeah. Oh, I saw it with one of them pulling in the circle. But yeah, just Disney movies. I don't know. It's just like, ugh, they're so good. It's just, there's so too many. Coco was really good. I watched that earlier this year. Um, I cried. Um, I cried during a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just cry as a general. Yeah, I cry a lot in general. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> who, who? Show us on the doll where they hurt you. I what do we? I don't know what to say to that. We're, we're, we're. I feel like, I feel like now this is turning into like a, a therapy session for for Catalina Perez about why she cries so much. Before we switch topic for movies, Shrek 2 is an amazing movie. I just want everybody to know Shrek 2 is the best Shrek movie. And the fact that they're redoing the Shrek movies is beyond me. They're not even... Okay. The sequel. They're rebooting. They're rebooting the I whole movie. I just want to say I love how passionate she is for Shrek too. Like I am about the whole movie. So they're rebooting the whole Shrek, and I think ne- that's so. Difficult. I would like. Do that. I'd like to sit for the, Never hit. A, have I anybody had stand on a hill and and go to die for Shrek too? Um, that that's just gobsmacking by itself. Uh, the one good thing I did hear about the Shrek these. Fan yeah. The one thing that I will say about the Shrek reboot that I did hear is that they want to tre- try to keep all the original voices. So with that, I'm, I'm okay with it. So. But what do you mean try? Like, well, I mean, I think it really, I think that really depends on them if they agree to do it or not. So, I mean, Mike Myers isn't doing Mike Myers isn't doing anything right now, so you might as he might as well. Oh, yeah, but, they only need they only need the was he? Yeah, they only need the four main characters, which is Fiona, Shrek, Puss in Boots, and Donkey. Right. That's all they need. They don't need and maybe Gingerbread Man. Like they cannot change Gingerbread Man. <laughs> they can't change Gingerbread Man. Other than that, anybody else they can do whatever, but they can't. Well, I'll be very interested to see how they how they go through with that. But yeah, if they keep the, you're right. If they keep the main four voices, I'm I'm okay with that. So, so uh, okay, uh, just a kind of broad sense here for for the dynasty as a whole. Uh, kind of what what do you see your guys' uh, future as? What would if you've got your dream scenario for one year from now? Let's meet back up in a year. What what are some things that you'd like to to uh, happen with the dynasty? Oh man! Oh, I just want to go up from here. I just want to wrestle wherever we, I can. We all literally I have the same goal to to get to, to where to, yeah, literally to get to the top, to get get to where where we can, you know, to be the best around and make sure that nothing ever keeps us down. Exactly. So our team success. That's exactly what it says. Yeah, I just want to get better and uh, travel, learn new things in wrestling, and just. We come back a year from now and talk about it. I can say I had a match with so and so and it was great. I had a match in this place and it was amazing. We want to work with Effie. <laughs> Effie, if you heard him, yeah. we want to work with you. Can we, can we like call him out or? Yeah, you can call Effie. Are, are, can, you, can you call Effie out on this show? Yeah, please call Effie out. Yeah, I'm perfectly. I, I don't want Hunk Pro getting mad at us, but Effie, we're coming for your ass. <laughs> uh, first off, Bing Bong. Secondly, we'll uh, we'll move on from there. Um, so. I, <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. Don't think that's going to get it. No, no, no. Uh, Effie will think that's hysterical, too. Um, So, uh, now, uh, a very important question to the IndyCast. uh, A very important question to the IndyCast is, uh, obviously, 
as uh, as since we've got him coming down here, as Uncle Uncle Bob Evans likes to say, you got to do the drives. Uh, sometimes while you're doing that drive, it's late. You're hungry. You've got a rumbly in your tumbly, as you will, and you see a, a shining beacon coming over the hill. Uh, is that shining beacon a sheets, or is that shining beacon a Wawa? Which is your preference, sheets or Wawa? I've never been to a sheets. Someone say Wawa. I've never been to a sheets either. Damn. Oh, man, you guys need to, yeah, you guys got to travel up north farther and, and hit a sheets. Um, sheets are amazing. Is, is there one in Georgia? I'll double check for you. I don't know. Um, I, we're heading there Saturday, so we'll if anything, be, we'll stop yeah, we'll just for you, and then we'll take a picture that of would be, what we liked it. I will, oh, my God, now I am definitely going to have to look up to see how far down sheets go, because <laughs> I will definitely make that a thing. So. She's going to look it up right now. Excellent. So, well, don't, don't look it up quite yet, because I do have to now officially ask, uh, the IndyCast final two questions, which uh, definitely take all of the brain power to concentrate on. So, uh, question one goes as follows: And Catalina, obviously, again, you get to go first, ladies first. Uh, in this in this industry that we uh, we love called professional wrestling, sadly, we do lose a lot of talent early. Uh, with that being said, if there is anybody that was no longer with us that you could work with, wrestle, learn from, etc., who would that be, and why? Eddie Guerrero, hands down. Eddie Guerrero, hands down. I love Eddie Guerrero so much. When he passed away, oh my god, I, I cried. I was like nine, ten when he passed away, and like I couldn't believe it. But Eddie Guerrero, that is the number one person that I would love to sit down with, even just to say hello. I would just, I just want to talk to him so bad. Kid, That's my number one girl to talk to. Kid, what's she your took, answer? She took my answer. Okay. Eddie Guerrero. But no. I will say, this isn't like you know. On the, this isn't any crazy name, but I, if I could have somebody back to work with, it would be Wayne Van Dyke because yes. I only got to work with him once, managing wise against him. So I, I would like, I would love for the uh, the the opportunity to to get to manage against or manage with Wayne. Yeah, definitely. And this is always a great opportunity to sneak in. It sucks to sucks, bro. Uh, but <laughs> sucks to sucks. <laughs> Uh, question number two. Uh, so here, here's definitely the interesting one. Uh, we here at the IndyCast believe that all animals in nature have certain traits to uh, help with their survival. Giraffes have the long neck. Rhinos have the big horns, etc., etc. Uh, our belief is uh, the human's trait is the ability to use tools. So, with that being said, Catalina Perez and Catalina and Coach and Coach Kid. If you could fight any, if you could fight any animal, what animal would it be, and what weapon would you use? Well, I don't want to hurt an animal. Yeah, I don't want to hurt an animal. I mean, unless you have I'm, a tiger coming at you. I'm not bringing. I'm not bringing. I don't. I don't have. I don't have animals waiting outside your door right now. It's all hypothetical. <laughs> um. I mean, like, could it be an animal I just don't like in general? Sure. Like, I mean, it's not an animal, it's a reptile. I don't like snakes, so I would just yeah, stab him. Like a snake wasn't in Tarzan. <laughs> no, it wasn't a snake. It was a, it was a, it was a jaguar. There was a snake. Um, Kita, something. I don't know. Snakes. I don't like snakes. Um, ever, I would do with a snake, though. I would just, like, um, what was that called? Um, just, a machete? A machete? <laughs> a machete? Snake and a machete? Nice. Yeah. It's a saw. Not a saw. It's just, I, it's, I'm, I'm Spanish, so, so it, we call it a machete. But I don't know what it is in English. Machete. Yeah, no, you're good. But, but I think machete is like the, the thing you crank and then it goes... No, that's a chainsaw. No, that's a chainsaw. I'm Hispanic. I don't know words. I don't know words. 
First time we've had that answer too, though. So, uh, so uh, Dynasty, this is the opportunity in the show that uh, uh, one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call. Get your shit in. Uh, so, please let everybody know where they can uh, find you on social media, buy your merchandise, etc., etc. The floor is yours. We are currently working on shirts with Full Gimmick. We are. Um, you can check out the Full Gimmick website right now and purchase any shirts you would like. There's, to. There's uh, Toronto shirt. Get that one. Um, but whenever our shirts go up, we will let everybody know that it's live. Yeah. But we're just working out some kinks, and then we should be good. Yeah. Um, be sick. Uh, coach, anything? Well, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Coach Kid. You can follow her on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Wait, no, no, I have two different names. Oh, uh, two different Instagram names. is um, at underscore Catalina Perez, Catalina with a K, not a C. And um, Twitter is, uh, I don't know what it is, um, at Catalina Perez, but Catalina, it's K-A-T-A-L-I-N-A-A Perez. There's two A's. Catalina Perez is taken. You can also follow the Dynasty on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, although... Uh, we don't really post much. You can still follow us at the Dynasty Three on all three. If you want to watch any of matches, just look up Catalina Perez versus, sure. and then uh, go on YouTube and binge watch the matches. There's also a Dynasty YouTube channel that has some promos and some Where's Mr. Baseball episodes. So if you don't know who Mr. This Mr. Baseball is, you can find out through YouTube. Also check out my vlog. It's Showtime. Um, I don't have a URL for that. Just look it up. It's Showtime. It's just me and Joe Hollywood taking a picture. Check out my SoundCloud. I think that's it. Other than what? uh, that's right. whatever you? you see at that show, buy some merch, please. Yep. Buy some 8 by 10s whistles, right. baseball cards. Yeah, I do 8 by 10s uh, Yeah, I do have to do 8 by 10s now. Um, Who shot? My, oh, my Facebook page is the Catalina Perez, I believe. Um, or you just look it up on Facebook, Catalina Perez. Like it, and you can see me post uh, new updates and where you can see me and what matches you can watch as well. Very nice. And Kettle, who did your who did your most recent promo photos? Uh, River Horse. River Horse, very good. River Horse photography. Yeah, yeah. River Horse is speedy. Yeah. So shout out to all three of them: River Horse, Nick Birch, and. Uh, Speedy, they're Speedy. great. Um, I've only got my pictures done with Speedy and Rip Horse, so, but Rip Horse is my go-to guy. My 8x10s are Very nice. Well, uh, Dynasty, thank you once again for joining us on the IndyCast, and to all of our dozens and dozens. As always, thank you for uh, tuning in to the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Until next time, everybody, I am, as always, Chad Allen, and we always say, deuces! 
Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndieCast. Uh, well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty ass Meryl Street. We Did are you? we're touching wieners. Not touching wieners you. professionally. What I am is a big queer stone cold Steve Austin. So hey Zach Romero. I bet you didn't know this. This is supposed to be a rest. <laughs> 